0: Some people have a risk profile where it's really important to them that they have higher guarantees in what their income is. And the trade-off is is the more guarantees you have, the less ability that you're probably going to have to beat inflation because the more the guarantee, the lower the rate of return.
1: Welcome to the Market Call Show, where we discuss what's happening in the markets and the impact on your investments. Tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Welcome to the Market Call Show. This is Lewis Giannis. We just had a meeting with our team and we were talking about some client issues, people coming in the door, the really, really great people who are about to retire. And one of the things that we noticed is that there are people that are in a, what we call a pre-retirement window, who are tending to make mistakes. They're just starting to make decisions uh, beforehand. They think, well, I I think I should do this. I think I should do that. And just starting some decisions that actually can have a big impact on their overall retirement in the future. So I thought we would just talk a little bit about some of the things that we're noticing that people are doing. And if you are getting close to retiring, maybe, you may be thinking about some of these things and hopefully you can maybe pause a little bit and think about how these may affect you. So this is about pre-retirement window. So let's talk about what is a pre-retirement window. There, It can be a, a, a wide window actually. It could be somewhere between five years before retirement, or it could be somebody who is like right at retiring in the next year. Those are kind of the two main, I would say categories that we see common mistakes being done so i'm just going to go through a list of the things that i was writing down that we've been seeing lately and it's really important that you know we talk about these because there are some critical things that you can decide pre-retirement that will affect you like for many years the first one is catch-up contributions you know as you get older after the age of 50 you can put more money away for retirement so there are some people who are in a situation where they could start doing that and they're not doing that and that could Uh, really lower the amount of money that they could put in tax-deferred investments. And the other thing that we're seeing is that people are maybe not looking at the retirement package with their company. This is a really common thing. So a lot of times, you know, you get this big, thick package in the mail, or maybe it's emailed to you in some website, you know, link, and you're, you're like, I've got to figure out what this retirement package looks like or what my benefits package look like. And you don't really see everything that's involved. So sometimes there's long-term care packages that are involved that you have the capability of using. And sometimes you have the ability to take life insurance and turn it into permanent insurance if you need to. Sometimes there may be, uh, you may have the ability to use a 401k Roth rather than using a regular IRA contribution. And sometimes that can help people depending on your situation. So it's a really good idea to take a look at your retirement package with your company really thoroughly before you retire. Really, once you get the job, you should really look at it. But in particular, when you're five years in or even right before you retire, there could be some things that you can adjust to make sure that you're fully taking advantage of what your company has to offer for you even as you retire. Then the other thing I would say with regard to the company is that many times companies will set up almost like road barriers or roadblocks to allow you to have maximum flexibility with your investments. So you may have been saving for a long, long time or investing a long, long time in your 401k, and uh, maybe you don't even know that there's a Roth conversion that you can be doing. You know, sometimes they don't make it obvious to you, and maybe they are uh, defaulting you to a fund that is basically based on your age, like you know, retirement 2025 or, or target date XYZ year that actually may not be the best thing for you maybe you need to be tailoring your investment in a different way Uh, another thing is once you do retire you have options that could be uh, to your advantage or not to your advantage sometimes there are things that are with your firm that you have the capabilities with that you won't have if you roll it over into an ira in most cases most people will gain more flexibility by actually rolling into an ira because you get more investment choice. Usually there's a lot of restriction in terms of what you can invest in if you stay at your plan once you retire. So in many cases, the tailoring is really important, but it's important that you go through a disciplined uh, review of what you can do with the options, the pros and the cons of leaving your money at the 401k versus actually rolling it over into an IRA. So you really should look at those differences. We found that in many cases, Rolling it over makes a lot of sense. It's important to actually take the time, make sure that you actually look at the pros and the cons, the expenses, what investments are available. Usually what it boils down to is what investments are available versus the fees versus the fees of rolling it over. And then are you rolling it over into something that is actually broadening your horizons or are you rolling it over into something that is restricting you? One of the biggest mistakes we see is people rolling over their money into annuities out of IRAs or out of 401ks that actually restricts you in many ways um, also sometimes there's annuities that are available at your 401k that may be cheaper they may or may not pay more if you're going to need an annuity many people buy annuities and they don't need annuities or, or maybe they wouldn't be better off with it sometimes they may be there's this concept of sequence of return risk where for some people there is a A benefit from doing that and part of this has to do with whether or not you have a certain risk profile some people have a risk profile where it's really important to them that they have higher guarantees in what they their income is and the trade-off is is the more guarantees you have the less ability that you're probably going to have to beat inflation because the more the guarantee the lower the rate of return so there's a balance there for people but understanding what those options are is really important from rolling over a 401k or not rolling over a 401k. But in many cases, we're finding that for many people, it makes sense to roll it over if you're going into flexible investment plans. If you're planning to retire and you wanna do it with confidence, I highly recommend downloading a free report that I put together called a 10 point checklist for a worry-free retirement. All you have to do is just go to retireready.live, and download a free copy of that report. It'll help you plan for retirement with confidence. It's a step-by-step guide of best practices that could help you. So we talked about some of the things with the company I think is really important. Here's another thing that people are mistakes they're making in that retirement window. They're not understanding their budget and how the budget's going to change. So there are a lot of changes when you, you retire in terms of your budget. Your taxes may change quite a bit because let's say you have a paycheck right now. But let's say in the future you're not going to have that paycheck right so you're going to be taking money out of iras maybe maybe all of that's taxable or maybe you won't be taking it out of iras maybe you'll you'll have less taxes it's really important to understand what's happening there and if you're taking out social security how much of that social security is going to be taxed so speaking of taking out social security as we're talking about budget is a lot of people will just make a decision to take out social security right away when they retire, but it's really better for them to wait. Because if you wait, the, you know, your retirement benefit that you get from social security does grow. So if you take advantage of that growth, you may be better off by waiting and taking money out of your portfolio first and then taking that money from social security later. Sometimes people come into our office and they go, wow, I've already decided to take my social security out. There can be a window where you can reverse that if you've made that mistake, and you you find out from your planning um, that that you would be better off taking it later. If that's the case, then sometimes it makes sense to make that decision to go ahead and reverse it if you can, if you're within a window. But taking Social Security at the wrong time is a big uh, no-no. Sometimes that could be pretty expensive to somebody's overall financial well-being, and this is related to your budget because when you look at your budget now versus when you retire. It's amazing how different it really becomes. It becomes much more complicated in some ways and much simpler in other ways. Most people find out that they're paying a lot more taxes than they thought they were supposed to. Your taxes were supposed to go down when when you retire. I remember early on when I got into the investment management business, people would just say, yeah, you'll be taking that money out later when your tax rate is lower. Uh, Unfortunately, what we're seeing in practice is most people when they retire their actual taxes are not necessarily lower. In many cases, they are higher. All right, so health insurance is another thing. A lot of people, when they do their financial plan, don't think about health insurance costs and what that's going to mean for their budget. So sometimes if you retire relatively early, you're going to have more health insurance costs. And if you don't have that in your budget, then you could have a lot less for retirement than you thought, and maybe you would have made a different decision. So Really thinking through your health insurance cost is important. You may or may not get tax benefits or tax credits when you do that. It's important to kind of know what you're kind of working with. Here's another thing. It's really important to stress test your portfolio and your retirement plan before you retire. I'm thinking of one scenario where clients had really well laid out plans but then there was a health change with one of the spouses and then that really kind of derailed everything and the stress testing uh, didn't you know you just basically could have made some different decisions. So speaking of decisions, one of the things we've noticed is a lot of people can fall into a scenario where they make a decision that's long term based on some short-term situation. They may uh, overweigh in their decision-making process, something that's happening right now in the economy or in politics, and that could really, really lead people to making I wish they had made that decision. So I think it's important to think long-term and then also keep in mind that, you know, things are like a pendulum. Usually you have you have shifts back and forth in the economy and you have shifts back and forth in the politics and you have shifts back and forth in the, in, with family members and with with relationships. So it's important to have fluidity in your plan so that you're not making a long-term decision based on short-term situation, if that makes sense. I also had a conversation this morning with a client sometimes people can can overweigh a decision regarding their retirement based on what's going on with their parents there's so many things that are unknowable about what can happen with your parents with their health what they're going to need where they're going to be and if you overweigh your retirement with that it's important to take care of your family members and things like that but it's important to, important to also have flexibility in your retirement plan so that you don't overweigh a, a short-term problem or situation with a long-term decision that you're going to be making so that's kind of the recency effect we uh, overweigh small a small piece of information it reminds me I just got a um, a request or a question really what do you think about the debt ceiling and should we just sell everything out in the cash and wait till this thing is over i I think this is another one of those things that we can kind of fall into you know a lot of times these things are really short-term in nature in terms of the the amount of instability that it may exacerbate things in the markets, but it's usually short term. It's sometimes we need to decipher between noise and signal. In fact, I just did a a compilation of videos that I did over a summer. If you haven't seen that one, check that one out. We basically took five different videos that I did. And one of the videos talks about, you know, deciphering what is signal versus what is noise and how what are some of the practical things you can do to identify when something is actually important and when it's not. And I know that sounds like, oh, well, I know how to do that. I think there are some some things that, to think about with that as well that are probably maybe not so obvious too. So there's a lot of mistakes people can make. Another thing that came on my desk was a Fortune article that was written May 15th, 2023 by Kevin Matthews. The title of this Fortune article is The Five Worst Mistakes... Near retirees make and how to avoid them. So it just so happens that uh, one of our team members had read this, brought this to my attention too, because I was like, I really want to talk about this because this pre-retirement window is so critical. Be sure to talk to your financial advisor, your wealth planner, your CPA, your attorney, you know, before you make all these decisions, so that you, you, you know, you don't make an unwanted mistake. Getting back to this article, the five worst mistakes near retirees make and how to avoid them. There's a few things that i thought were kind of interesting on this one of the things they talked about was not adjusting your portfolio for risk this is kind of something you should always do but the asset allocation that you have and the portfolio strategy you use should really seek to profit from opportunities in your advantage but also should keep in mind what risk tolerance that you can actually tolerate i know that sounds kind of almost like nebulous people like well how do you actually do that I actually read uh, a gentleman by the name of Rob Carver has written many books that I find to be very, very good books. They're really written more for financial professionals. Um, he worked in a, in a large firm that, uh, that managed very sophisticated investments, but he talks about how you determine your risk profile. And it's really kind of a, a decision tree, you know, well, how much risk can you take in order for a certain strategy to give you the best Sharpe ratio or the best return per unit of risk? And then you can compare that to uh, what is your your kind of preference for risk, how much risk you can tolerate, uh, which you need to kind of put into numbers. And then there's also an element of, well, what is the worst case scenario in here? And is that okay with me? And so anyway, there's like five different things in this process. I think that is a more practical way to think about risk. Hopefully your advisor has processes to help you work through this in a way that makes sense, but that's what you really have to do is to make sure that you have your portfolio calibrated to your risk profile and also able to meet your goals. So sometimes people obviously are in a situation where like I can't tolerate that kind of risk, but then if they don't assume more risk, they will not have a return that's gonna beat taxes and inflation over time and therefore not reach their objectives. So it's a balancing act. So the second item in this Fortune uh, article was not accurate, accurately calculating income and in retirement. Some people overly or overestimate how much they can take out of a portfolio without getting too mathematical. There is some ways that you can calculate what your sustainable withdrawal rate is out of a portfolio, depending how you invest. And that number is usually the percentage of your portfolio that you can take out as income is usually a smaller number than what your return is on average. So there's a reason why you know, the returns fluctuate So if you wind up taking out, you know, the same number, uh, same percentage of your portfolio as income as your return, you will basically have this reverse compounding effect and you have less money or maybe even run out of money. So the sustainable percentage of your portfolio that you could take out is uh, typically less than than uh, what your return is, so you can't say, "Oh, my return is going to average seven percent, so I'll take out seven percent of my portfolio over my retirement for thirty to forty years, thirty to thirty-five years." That's not that's not the correct math. Your income needs to be accurately calculated, and also, uh, like we talked about, your budget too. So the, you know, that four percent rule of your portfolio may or may not apply to you, depends on your situation. So we already talked about number three that taking social security at the wrong time that's obviously something that is done very very often the other is not accounting for health costs and that was one on our list too they were talking about pre-tax and post-tax and all that it's very true that there's you have to look at your overall cost net after tax with your insurance and i would also put in there not having a contingent budget for long-term care expenses so you may be in a situation where Uh, you are going to need some kind of long-term care as well. And if that's not really kind of budgeted in the plan, then you could also not have an accurate retirement plan. This is one that I didn't talk about. Number five, carrying high debt into retirement. Yeah, the more debt you have on your balance sheet, the more fixed expenses you have that need to go out, which generally adds more risk in your retirement plan. It's ideal to have a much lower debt ratio on your balance sheet when you retire. So there's a lot of takeaways here. The, the moral of the story here is very simply talk to good, competent advisors. Be sure to ask questions before you make decisions, because sometimes decisions that seem quote unquote obvious are not obvious and that maybe there's a better choice to make. So talk to professionals in, in particular to wealth planning, tax, and legal, because there might be some legal uh, issues there. And maybe risk management, insurance, a good wealth planner should also be able to coordinate with insurance-related recommendations that may affect you. One of the things that we've been seeing a lot of is people who are inheriting money. And when they inherit m- money, that changes their retirement plan as well. If you are in a situation when you're you are going to inherit money or you have inherited money, be sure to work all of that out as well in your plan, whether it be trusts that are involved or whether there be retirement plans that you haven't inherited where you have to take money, because sometimes you have to take money out, you have to take them over a certain amount of years, and that can affect your tax situation. There's a lot of moving parts into this. Keep that in mind before you make a decision before retiring. All right, that's it for now. I'm Luis Giannis with WealthNet Investments. This is the Market Call Show. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, be sure to like, subscribe, share it with your friends, somebody who you think may benefit from this information. Talk to you later, bye.
1: For the latest episode of the Market Call Show, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts for new episodes. If you enjoy the content of this episode, please leave us a five-star review and comments. The information in this podcast is informational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet Investments and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure.